0: This podcast is brought to you by Upgrade Fitness, Guernsey's new state-of-the-art gym purpose-built for gym-goers by gym lovers. Head to upgrade.fitness to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into island sport every Wednesday, brought to you in association with Upgrade Fitness. Coming up in this week's show, we'll talk netball with the Ireland's top division getting underway this week and Guernsey's under-19s starting their English League campaign too. Their coach and the local league commissioner, Bridget Yabsley, joins us to talk about both of
1: those. Success, is, we've already got been successful. We've made it into the, the league for the first time at this age group. So, you yeah, know, number one, we're starting off on a good foot. Secondary, um, we want to compete. Um, we've got no illusions it's going to be a tough ask. If we can hit mid-table, mid-to-top table, I would be over the moon and, and actually ecstatic if we ended up okay. at, at the top.
0: Plus, we'll reflect on a good weekend for Guernsey Raiders, a more challenging one for Guernsey Golf, and look ahead to a varied and action-packed weekend ahead. I'm Tony Kerr, and alongside me, as ever, it's the Guernsey Press Sports Editor, Gareth Prevo. Hi, Tony. And his colleague from the sports desk, Jamie Ingle. Hi, Tony. How uh, are you guys doing? Very well, thank yeah. you. Good, good, Jamie? Yeah, good, thank you. Feeling in good shape? No. That's <laughs> like still recovering from the runway run uh very good effort uh albeit a challenging one uh no doubt um i'm sure there'll be a few sports people locally still recovering from the weekend um because it was a sweltering one
2: i think i still am from playing golf on friday afternoon that was hot enough yeah it's not what you expect, is it particularly when you've got some sort of rugby and
0: hockey getting back underway at foots lane
2: yeah i was wearing the thinnest shirt i could find which is very much meant for um trips to spain for golf but um landcrest is usually absolutely freezing and it was sp- boiling on friday afternoon but yeah. still managed to win a prize
0: yeah well i've been yeah.
2: chucked that in there <laughs> tell us more oh uh, we came third in the um, in the raylow foundation team event so we we're quite chuffed with that should have been on the back page uh, well it might get there somewhere <laughs> yeah if we're that short
0: um Let's talk about some of the other stuff that happened over the weekend. Um, starting on the good stuff, Raiders, uh, an encouraging win for them. Their first win of the season in their first home league game uh, came against Seven Oaks, um, bouncing back from defeat on the, the first weekend of the season. Um, yeah, Gareth, you were down there for that one, as you say, very, very hot. Um, but another kind of quite sort of to and fro game. But um, yeah, they came through it and came through it quite impressively then.
2: Yeah, they were um, excellent to start with, Tony. They set off like an absolute train. They scored three tries in the opening sort of quarter of an hour or so. And um, I think it was pretty much the opposite to the previous weekend when they lost away at Henley and um, coach Jordan Reynolds was bemoaning the start they had in Henley when they w- weren't really on the pace at all for the first uh, first half of that game. Um, it was pretty much exactly the opposite. With a, another good foot crowd, they started off like a house on fire. Um, tries from Tom Selim, um Charlie Simmons and uh, Callum Roberts got them underway. And I think uh, Hugo Colverhouse's fourth try, which brought up the bonus point, came within the 21st minute. So... They were absolutely flying, but um, as they know to expect from Seven Oaks, the, the fight back came and uh, it turned into a really good game in the second half. Um, Raiders had another decent spell in that second half and scored a couple more good tries with uh, James Berger and Sam Boylan getting on the score sheet. That sixth try was an absolute belter. It was a sort of a break from inside their own half, a, a set move with Kira McGann bursting through up the middle and then Sam Boylan, a great finish on the wing, still had about three people to beat but managed to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was thirty six twenty seven in the end. It was a, it was a really hard earned win. Uh, seven Oaks never gave up, and they always posed a threat. But um, I think it was a very thoroughly deserved five points for Raiders.
0: And you spoke to Director of Rugby John Reynolds at the conclusion of that one. Here's what he had to say:
2: Congratulations, Geordie. You started the the home campaign with a win. Um, your assessment of that performance?
3: Ah, uh, gritty. Um, look, it's just Seven Oaks. Hey, they they almost wind you up. They just keep coming back into the game and. You know, if you look at our games last year, they're exactly the same. Ding-dong affair. Um, you know, I was saying the DOR last time, can we just get some breathing space between us so it doesn't have to be so competitive? But I actually think they're a better side than they were last year. And, and I think what really made the difference is getting off to those first three tries for us, getting into the flow. And 7-8's always going to come back, but, you know, we had to dig in deep. Having two yellows uh, for, for that period too and giving them two tries off the back of that, that's tough. Um, but I thought we dealt with that pretty well.
2: I was going to say, after last week at Henley, you, you wanted a fast start and, and you got it today. So you could tell the, the side we're up for it today.
3: Is there such a thing as too fast to start, though? <laughs> because, you know, we, we say this all the time and then they came back. But, yeah, I thought we started really well. But if, if you look at the detail that was in off that fast start, it's all the stuff that we've been trying to put into practice this week. You know, Malcolm's doing a really good job with the back line and we had that little bit of detail in last week. We didn't have that detail in. So uh, it's really good, you know, five points today. Um, and, you know, I think if, if you know any Raiders side, over previous years, we kicked to the corner on that last pen and we tried to get a, a, another try for some unknown reason. And I think the respect to Seven Oaks is that we tried to get for the uh, points just to keep some breathing space. So, you know, I thought both teams had a had a, had a fair crack today.
2: You mentioned the, the two yellow cards in very quick succession. I mean, after such a fast sight, you must have thought, oh, what are we doing to ourselves here?
3: Yeah, and look, you know, you hear, whether you get the second yellow or the booze, I thought Simon, the referee, had a great day, uh, great game today. Um, I agree with the, the two yellows, but they're not something that you deal with. Uh, well, sorry, that you, you think that you have to deal with. Um, it came after 39 seconds from the, from the last one. So when we were doing it, me and Malcolm were quickly working what back we were going to take off to put a forward on because generally we thought we could hold them out with seven forwards, but when you got six, it becomes tiring. So we had to make those changes. But that's a good learning curve for us. You know, there's little detail in there about when we're in there 22, it doesn't matter where we're going. As long as we're soaking up the clock and we've got them pinned down in there, you're almost not looking to score. Um, and We we didn't do that. We tried to keep on playing, so that's a little learning curve for us, and I'm sure the boys will pick that up over the weeks.
2: That said, you had a nice array of tries. Obviously, typical first try, Tom Sealam. We've seen that so many times here, but um, there were some set moves that worked nicely as well today.
3: Yeah, and, and look, there's some set moves that didn't work so well, but... Um, we've tried to we tried to adapt and change between the teams that we're playing. Good to get that first mall off. off, off um, what is it? The first minute, first two minutes of the game, and you know we got a couple last week as well. And it, you've got to be look to to, to be competitive in the national leagues. So you've got to have a good scrum, a good mall, and you've got to be able to fire shots. You know, we did that today, we just struggled a bit defensively, but that's really what you need to be able to go to. So when something doesn't go right, you can go to that. If you look at Seven Eight today, I think the real difference today was their line-out didn't function um, like ours didn't last week, and that's why you lose games. We lost by 10 points last week because our line-out didn't function. Function today, they're on the back of that. Next week, their line-out will function, they'll pick up a win. It's just those little margins.
2: And you said going into this game, knowing the conditions were going to be sweltering as they were, um, it's going to be a 20 man, sort of 20 man team performance. And you had that impact on the bench that you wanted as well.
3: Yeah, and it was really difficult to use the bench in this heat because when we got Welchie on earlier, we obviously understood that two of our guys then had further breathers um the front row weren't happy all day <laughs> so getting those changes in for the boys but look you know uh, i thought charlie curry you know he, he was immense today and he, he played 60 minutes in this heat you know great effort from him as well but you know Making those changes work for us is crucial. I think the, the toughest one that we had was um, Simo for uh, Dale. For Simo, Simo was playing so well; it's really hard to make those adjustments. But uh, when Dale came on, I thought he, you know, he shored that up pretty uh, quickly for us. So it's putting trust in these guys and making sure we can get those impact minutes from them.
2: Okay. And now looking to build some momentum from this win uh, into the coming weeks.
3: Yeah, there's, a, there's there's still a lot we need we need to work on, but. You know, for us, it's almost like that monkey off the back. We got this one out of the way. We got the five points at home. Um, Even though momentum was against us, I thought we played well in a lot of parts. I said to the boys before, there's more positives at the moment than there are work-ons, but there's just some little things that we need to correct. But, you know, last 10 minutes, our defence was good. And if we can take that defensive stuff into TJ's next week, we'll give ourselves a good opportunity to try and win.
0: Jordan Reynolds speaking to you there Uh, Gareth um, yeah Raiders uh, away again this weekend then back home um, for the next home outing on the 23rd of September that's Saturday against Isha um, so that'll be another big game Um, they are all going to be big games this season in National 2 East so um, yeah but a good start on home soil and hopefully uh, uh, yeah the the old kind of Footslane fortress is being rebuilt brick by brick so um, yeah we'll look forward to, to the next outing for sure away at the weekend over in Jersey of course we're keeping a close eye on what's happening there with um both Guernsey's men and women involved in golf interinsular action the uh, the full interinsulas um but yeah kind of seeing the scores uh, come in particularly on the Saturday it made for a pretty difficult reading didn't it
2: well it did I mean home advantage is a big thing in, in interinsular golf certainly at the, sort of like the the um, main level the men's and women's level um Le Moy, um we, we have had a, a win relatively recently at Lemoy but um, at both Jersey courses that the home side tend to win but um, funnily enough, in, in most of the rubbers, we seem to get off to a half-decent start, sort of like there was updates coming through all the time. And after five or six holes, we seem to be looking quite good. You know, we'd made promising starts in all of them. Yet by the end of each session, you look down the list, and oh, it was pretty much a it was a red wash on the on the first morning. It was four one in the on the afternoon. This was for the for the men's match, and so at nine one down overnight, you, you're really not you're not going to win from that position, especially away from home. Um, I, I, judging by the results, and also having spoken to Dave Jeffrey, um, the boys played well on on Sunday. They they sort of gave it their all, trying to get as many points on the board as possible for some for some sort of respectability. Um, so they, they managed to get four singles wins, which is a good effort away from home. Um, I think in terms of sort of like the playing standard and the quality there, it was a really high quality match. And it it probably, it, you don't want to say it flatters Jersey to win 15-5, but I think Guernsey felt they, they, they were, they could have had a few more points in there, even though Jersey were deserving winners. Um, the women's match was perhaps a bit similar but um, Jersey were sort of red hot favourites going into that one uh, Chloe Godion did excellently for Guernsey she was unbeaten throughout the weekend um, and there was some some other good performances in that but uh, that was another one where, where Jersey ran out quite comfortable winners It was a good weekend wasn't it for the for the youngsters across both teams
0: some uh, really impressive showings but as you say yeah always challenging going away from home um, so I'm sure it's already on next year and, uh, and getting more back on home so Well
2: Oh well, yeah, for sure. But I mean, like you say, um, certainly in the men's side, you got Conor McKenna got two points out of his possible three. One of those was alongside Jaden Totnot. so that, and that was the only point from Guernsey on on the Saturday. We came from two sixteen-year-olds, so that that shows a good promise at least. Yeah, and
0: I saw the clip, uh, the video clip of the, the putt to, to yeah. get that point, and uh, yeah, just good to see the, the passion on show.
2: Yeah, well, they, I mean, that's the one thing with sort of like the nature of that. The interinsular golf matches are you're obviously playing for the team. But you can only look after your own point at a time, so you really want to win that point, point. you you don't always know what's going on elsewhere. So yeah, they they loved winning that point; it meant a hell of a lot to them. Um, and uh, yeah, Dave Jeffrey also mentioned uh, Rory McKenna, the other junior. He, he thought he played really well and was unlucky not to come away with anything from that weekend. But when you also look at sort of like first reserve was Tanner Austin, who's another junior who's just he just shot a sixty-seven gross before going to Jersey last Thursday to win a, a scratch prize. Um, I reckon next year you could have perhaps half the side made up by juniors that's sort of how good that group is coming through and you just look at the sort of like the handicaps on the island and they're pretty much dominated by by those juniors now and um, yeah there's promising signs it's just sort of on that one weekend it didn't really um, didn't really function as you'd like it to and and, uh, it ended in a defeat but you just you just say we lost we we won't show the scoreline too often.
0: Yeah exactly well they've got something to get their teeth into Uh, back here in Guernsey this weekend the rearranged lancrest open taking place on saturday um so uh yeah they'll be able to sort of banish the memories of, of that weekend in jersey and get back to it here which is good to see welcome back our thanks once again to upgrade fitness for their support of the show um, right time to talk netball uh, because lots going on this week a really big week in fact for the sport um jamie you're going to be down at st sampson's tonight Um, Tell us what's going on there and what else we've got to look forward to this week.
1: Yeah, so we've got an interesting double bill of Premier Division games to start their season. And it will be, there'll be a slight changing of the guard, I suppose, because for the first time, Sarnian's netball club have moved into their Premier Division. And they've sort of taken over one of the, they've taken over one of the strongest teams in divisions, in the division, Blaze, who are now Sarnian's... Blaze. This is a squad who's previously struggled with squad issues, but now they'll have a chance to pull up some promising youngsters. And they may well need it because their opening opponents are lightning strike, the reigning champions. So that should be quite a compelling battle between two teams who have always been at the top of their game and it's obviously an exciting curtain
3: raiser of the season.
0: Yeah good stuff and then this weekend as well um, the Islands under-19s uh, heading into their first ever English league campaign in fact the first Guernsey under 19 side to play in an English league um, having won through the playoffs earlier in the year um, which is fantastic to see and a really exciting season ahead for them. Um, well to talk about both of those things the local leagues and the under-19s um, I was joined in our little studio a bit earlier on by Bridget Yabsley, um, a netball club stalwart and also um, the local league coach um, for that under-19 squad alongside head coach Sally Carnes.
1: Oh So at the moment I am currently league commissioner, which means I um, take control of the league fixtures for the Deloitte Winter League um, and... Also, I am um, uh under-19s coach, along with Sally Kearns, and I assist with the senior teams and also the Isle of Man trip that's coming up for November, um, where we're all going to be playing um, an island games-type tournament through the, throughout the week in November.
0: Yeah, brilliant. It's quite an exciting start to the season, really, an exciting season overall for, for netball. Lots of changes, lots of uh, new impetus in the sport, it seems like, in, in the last um, kind of year and a bit. Um I mean, just in terms of the overall kind of mood heading into it, do you feel like the the sport is really moving forward?
1: Definitely think the sport is moving forward. The, um... Development of um, the board with performance pathways, um, a development officer at Amy Fallais has um, held for the last couple of years, the initiative she's put in place, the um, appointment of a new head coach, but a UK head coach, which then enables impartiality throughout, um, has really given the girls something to think about um, and it gives them the impetus to actually say, no, I want to get into these teams on performance rather than who you know and what you know.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And let, let's start with the, the league season then because that gets underway tonight as we record this on Tuesday. Um, bit of a change uh, in terms of the setup with your own club, Sarnians. Um, just explain kind of what's happened there and, and what the aim is.
1: Uh, well, Sarnians had a really successful um, season last year uh, and our, both our Division One teams ended up playing the cup final against each other, which in some ways is brilliant, but in other ways was a major headache. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, The Division One team and the senior team won the league um, through general play, and then the cup match took place. And the white team, which was our youth team, ended up winning the cup match. Um, So everyone happy then? It it did well. Yes and no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, everyone got something, so it was really good. But it just means that we have to put a team up into the Prem League this year, Um, and um, that was a headache for the club. Because we already had five teams and um, going into a, a higher division with a more performance criteria to it um, was going to be a bit of a, um, a headache for us um, with having a lot of youth within our club. So... Blaze were on the other side of the of the coin, I suppose, in the fact that they'd had two um, relatively successful teams, and last year they ended up losing their second team because they, a lot of them were the majority were university students or going off to university for the first time, so it meant that they were, were down to one team, and then circumstances, um, injuries, and that meant they struggled with putting out a regularly. Uh, fit team. Um, So they had that difficulty. We had the problem about going into Prem. It just seemed a natural fit to join together. So I have somebody um, in the likes of Zola Bouguays who's um, used to playing at performance netball. She's used to playing in Prem and she's running the Blaze team who can take on our Sanya's team that has to move up to Blaze. Uh, and that becomes like the B team. So it gives them somebody to draw on should they need to with regards to injuries, but it also gives a pathway for our Sarnians girls who are in the lower division to think, well, actually, now I've got somewhere to go. We don't just stop at Division One. We have a pathway through to a second team in the Prem. And then ultimately, you know, the ones that are in the B team for Prem now can look to say that actually they've got somewhere to go for an A, a team. It just gives the club the whole kind of pathway from Division Three into Prem now. So it was a, it was a, a a good marriage I yeah expect. yeah
0: fantastic and I mean how would you describe where sort of Sarnians fits into to the kind of club scene in Guernsey
1: well Sarnians is the oldest netball club in the island um, it's been going since just after the war or, and um, you yeah, know it is it is always performed well should I say from From the older times, it's always been one of the main performance clubs. Um, They were always vying along with Rangers um, and back in the day, North and Capels for the title of of Division One. Back then, it was just Division One uh, and the lower divisions. So they were always there and thereabout. Um, They always had a mix of girls who were also associated with the island teams uh, and playing the Intrinsulas and going away for county when it was back then when it used to be county. Um, of late, we have um, our, our more senior teams that have gone off to uni and they've not returned. Uh, and the club focus has been more on, on a, maybe more on social and youth development. Um, and we've been like that for a good few years. But like I say, we've done that work. We got the teams uh, and they won the division. And two teams at the top of the division one last year, so everything that we've done has worked. But now it's, up it's the right time to it's back to step up a yeah. prem prem level now and join our uh, our fellow uh, clubs. Is it a club that
0: you've been associated with? For a long
1: time, uh, yes, I've been, whew, I've been um, in with Sarnians probably for the last 20 25 years. Uh, previous to that, I used to play for North, um, under the presidency of Mary Giahan, who's recently only just um stepped down from netball um committee. And though I know she's still involved with uh, Praxis and Jill, um, but yeah, that's I when I was 21, I was playing for North, um, with Mary, but uh, Sarnians, yeah, probably late twenties onwards, I was been involved in a Player, obviously to start with. Yeah. Um and um I don't know by default or anything else, but I've ended up obviously heading up the club. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, well, it's an exciting season. Um, and in terms of your your other hat um, as under-19 coach uh, supporting Sally, as you said at the start, um, that's a big season as well for them, of course. I think it's the first time we've had an under-19 side playing away uh, in English competition, which is fantastic to see. What what Just first of all, um, sort of set the scene. What, what's in store for them? And then, yeah, what kind of group have you got to work with there?
1: Oh, well, we've got a fantastic group, actually. Um, yes, and you're right. It's the first time the under-19s have, have managed to... Um, get into the regional leagues um, I mean this group majority of this group are used to regional because they've played under 14s or they played on the 16s bar of course the, the COVID um, period um, so they have played away and I think this is probably key to why they've been successful now is that they've had experience in the past at a junior level um, and we've managed to get them together and, and they've they do play a lot of them do play prem as well so they're playing higher level even though they are youth um and yeah we had a, a really good group of girls that went away for the trials in may um which the majority we still have for these these um this league that's going to continue through well it's a long it's a long season because it starts on sunday our uh, first match is at jour at 12:30 big court so show court which is uh, they are used to. They do play with the interinsulars there. Um and then it goes all the way through to the fourteenth of April, I think. So it's it's gonna be a long season. Um and but i I'm fully confident that these girls will uh, take it to the to England and yeah, you know, we'll we'll give a really, really good count of ourselves.
0: And the fact is you said that they've played together um as a group at those younger age groups. I mean, it is that set the kind of uh, you know, set the, the, the benchmark for other junior teams? Do you want to see more young teams going away so they can follow that kind of, you know, that progression through?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, We have historically always, well, I say always, we, you know, in the last, you know, um, five or six years, by the COVID period, I will say, we've had girls going away at under 14 and under 16 levels. Um, so the mix of these age groups are now coming into nine, under 19s. So under 16s move up into the under 17s, but there isn't a league for them per se. They join into the under 19s. So we have that three-year age group. Um, so we have the experience of the older girls playing with these under 17s. So there's always a feed through to what would be, you know, your initial seven starting lineup, which is traditionally the older girls, um, but they have a mix of experience for the, for going away for regionals, um, which gives them that depth, and it means that no one player is 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 reliant um, for the positions. We've got very multi-talented team that can jump in and out of positions, and it will have little effect on on the quality of the team and the strength of the team, uh, and I think that's where our strength is going to be.
0: Great, and what, what's the standard of competition you're expecting and, and and I suppose what constitutes success this season?
1: Oh, well, success, is, we've already got been successful. We've made it into the, the league for the first time at this age group. So, you yeah, know, number one, we're starting off on a good foot. Um, secondary, um, we want to compete. Um, we've got no illusions it's going to be a tough ask. Um, if we can hit mid-table, mid-to-top-table, I would be over the moon and, and actually ecstatic if we ended up at the top. Um, but we've we've beaten a couple of the teams that are in the league because they also um trialed and got through into the league. So we know um the standard of two of the the teams that we're playing against. Um so you know, mid table plus is what we're looking for. Um but like I say, the girls can prove me wrong and we can win.
0: And will any of those girls be involved in that Island Games kind of style tournament in the Isle of Man in November?
1: Yeah, there's three going. Um, We have um, Victoria Yabsley, um, Liv Cotterall and Sophie Taylor. Um, They are probably um, some of the key players for under-19s and um, they're going through and, and playing with the seniors. So it'll be a brilliant experience for them. Yeah,
0: awesome. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, to, to have that on the calendar, obviously it's a, a different direction for, for the senior squad to go in, having played as Panthers in, in UK competition before. Um, do you think this is the, 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 the maybe kind of, yeah, the fresh impetus that it needs at senior level to kind of push things forward?
1: Definitely, um, you yeah. know, Sally came on board late, late. Well, early, in the beginning of the year, but was late in our season for the entrenchedlers. We had a squad put together and, and we performed well, um, but we are obviously not at the level Jersey was at when we were playing at the senior A. We gave them a good, you know, a, a good run out, but that was our benchmark. So from now onwards, we're looking to improve. So next time we play them, you know, it's got to be a better score. It's you know, and and we'll go on from there. Playing the Isle of Man. Um, tournament means that we're not only playing tough team like Jersey but there are a few other the Scottish teams are reputed to be very good so any um, opposition like this is only going to make us better we're only going to learn from it and they're only going to develop and understand their game better and um, so when we come around to March next year when we play Jersey again here so uh, um, that will be a really good fight.
0: Yeah, marking our diaries already for that one. And, and just coming back to the, the league setup, uh, as you say, some of your signings players will be involved in the in the top division this season. What are you expecting from the competition, and who and are you making favourites?
1: Oh, wow! Well, I think that's a tough call this year. Um, Specsavers obviously are the defending champions. Um, though Reza's actually won, you know, the won the league games. Um, Specsavers won the cup final at the end of the day. Um, both those teams have still got strength and depth. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. They have got chains of lineups, so um, I, I really wouldn't like to call it this year. I think the top three teams, um, which was Blaze, um, Specsavers, Strike, and Reza's Green, um, yeah, three way com- three way competition. I think.
0: Yeah, good to hear. It's going to be very competitive.
1: And just finally, Bridget, obviously
0: you've got a background in tennis as well. Maybe you have to put the racket down a few years ago. Um, But yeah, just give what's your sense of sort of Guernsey sport as a whole at the moment, obviously off the back of the Island Games in the summer, um, which was such a success. Um, Do do you feel like the kind of, you know, the picture for our kind of young sports people that are kind of across the, the board is looking good at the moment?
1: I think it is looking good, but I and mean, it's like always and as far as I can see, you know, youngsters can do well up to a level in Guernsey, but then the channel is a big challenge. Getting over to get tougher competition or better training, regular training, it costs a lot for girls to travel. Um, you know, even just going away for the tournament, um the Isle of Man tournament is gonna to cost in the region of a thousand pounds per player. Uh, you know we have to look for fundraising you know we you know, no matter what sport you're in you need fundraising you need support you need backup um and um though you know the local coaches and all sports over, over here do really really well you know to succeed um you just need that extra kind of help and assistance uh, um, so we're always grateful <laughs> yeah. everybody every sports person <laughs> is always grateful for any any sponsorship or support in either way
0: and there's some young uh, girls in the setup at the moment you think have got a chance of, of kind of bridging that channel gap and, and making it a kind of most def- up?
1: yeah most definitely I mean Sally with Sally onboarding Sally as head coach she has now set up some pathways we are aligned to Surrey Storm um, which is the netball franchise um, for the Vitality Super leagues. Um, So up until our under 15s, there's a pathway through there. uh, And Sally's currently doing um, player development courses and and camps for girls that could potentially then step through towards the sorry storm player development um training sessions um, and occasional we've had individuals go away um, victoria yabsy's gone away the last couple of years and trained with london pulse um, but again that was on an individual basis rather than a club or, or sports basis um, so you know there are individuals that if they really really want to do it they will find a way of doing it but now with sally that gives them more chance to do so
0: Yeah, good to hear. Well, um, thanks for coming in and chatting and telling us about it. Uh, Best of luck to Sarnians this season (laughs) and best of luck to the Uh, under-19s. Yeah, we'll be there on Sunday to
1: see how they get on. Brilliant. Thank you.
0: Bridget Yabsley speaking to me there. Um, Yeah, Jamie, you'll be, uh, as you say, down at St Sampson's tonight. So um, you'll be able to read a report um, from the opening night of the local top division um, in the Guernsey Press later this week. And uh, yeah, more coverage of the under-19s as well to come. So um, yeah, make sure you're picking up a paper. Uh, every day uh, to get the latest on all of that um, right let's have a, a little look ahead at what else is coming up this weekend because it is um, as I said at the top pretty varied um, pretty action-packed we've got the Butterfield half marathon I uh, got touch into incidents down on the uh, club pitch at Foots Lane there's the big water polo tournament uh, in the ladies pool at La Valette with um, teams visiting um, to take on Guernsey we've also got the Alderney hill climb that's on the back page of Wednesday's paper and GFC back at home uh, Gareth where are you going to be and what are you looking forward to
2: um, I'm going to be down at Lane for my first taste of hockey of the season they actually started last weekend with um, Indies ladies got their title campaign uh, title defence off to a, a good start with a 4-1 win with uh, Tash Symes unsurprisingly scoring yet more goals she seems to score every week and uh, she started off with a hat trick so there'll be I'm sure more to come from her but it'll also be um, mixing in um, some of the Lancrest Open which uh, got postponed back in August because of that dreadful weekend of weather. It was blowing Dreadful out. summer. Well, it was a dreadful yeah. summer, but that, that Saturday um, pretty much anyone trying to play golf in that would have uh, found it pretty much now on impossible, so they did have to postpone it that day, and hopefully the conditions will be a lot better for, the, for another good-sized field uh, on Saturday.
0: Jamie, you're going to be down at the Netball, as you said, on Sunday. Before that, at the uh, Half Marathon, so it'll be interesting to see who's on the start line for that one. Uh, look out for a preview in the paper later this week. Definitely i'm sure runners please they weren't uh you know, pounding the streets last weekend maybe a touch cooler this week so we'll wait and see um right well thanks very much guys uh don't forget to give us a follow on social media if you're not already at gsy press sport is the place to go uh and as i said before pick up a paper six days a week for comprehensive coverage of everything you need to know in guernsey sport cheers guys cheers Tony. cheers Tony.